0: But do you know what the antidote to fear and anxiety is? But a lot of people think that the antidote or the opposite is is calm, it's control, it's certainty. But the actual antidote to anxiety and fear. I've always felt immense fear. I was born in Silver Falls. Now. I have always felt smoke.
1: take risks risks. i may be blind but i teach people how to see. and i'm proud to be an individual this podcast is for you the unconventional leader
0: maybe you are the one that everyone discounted
1: maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt we are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up
0: use their voice and make an impact in this world
1: you're listening to the weekly parody Hey, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. This is gonna be an incredible episode. If this is your first time listening, welcome. My name is Heather Parody, and this show is dedicated to unconventional leaders who are trying to build something great, so that they can make an impact in this world. I'm super excited to connect with Julia Christina today, who is a clinical therapist and also a digital course creator. And she has grown a tribe of over 40,000 people online. And I'm really excited to talk to her because she has a very good understanding of what we face as leaders, as entrepreneurs, specifically people in the online space, because she's doing that. But she also is a therapist. So she understands the clinical side to that and the emotional side, the things that we face internally in dealing with um, just the stress and overwhelm of building things and putting our heart into our work and just the inevitable anxiety that comes with all of that. So she understands both sides. Like I said, she's in the game. And so she's going to share with us today how we can in a healthy way approach the stress and anxiety that we all face uh, and just overcome it. Before we get started, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And if you've gotten any value so far, please leave us a review. I would love to hear your feedback. And lastly, one more thing. We have an awesome resource in the show notes for you. If you are trying to develop better habits in the morning, get up, have a better morning routine. I have a habit tracker that I've given to several people and they love it. And I wanted to share it with you as well. Just a simple tool to help you track your mornings a little bit better and get the most out of your day. So let's get into this incredible interview with Julia Christina and learn how to overcome the stress and overwhelm. Well, I love that you've kind of taken a um, kind of a non-traditional route with your therapy um, and just kind of really brought it to an online platform and just sharing some of the techniques and things that you're using and just private practice and just teaching the world. So if you wouldn't mind just kind of sharing kind of what brought you to that point where you said, hey, I want to get on YouTube and share yes. some of this stuff with people and grow an online tribe. But what was
0: your, what was the journey towards that? that yeah, it was kind of accidentally on purpose. Okay. Um, I went out and I started a private practice about six years ago, and I remember my husband saying, you know, to build up your website SEO and to just have more online presence so that clients can find you more easily. Just do a couple YouTube videos, and then we'll just put those on your site. YouTube, or websites really like, you know, uh, active content, and people really like videos. So just do a couple little videos. And I was like, okay, no problem. Um, and so I did. I mean, and that was about three years ago. Um, that I did that. And I I just sort of wasn't taking it seriously. It was mostly just to record some videos, put it on my site, build up the SEO, get a little bit more web presence so that clients could find me in my private practice. And then a few of those videos really took off. And then just over a year ago, um, I just kind of hapted upon um, a course on building your YouTube channel and just how to do it a little bit more intentionally and thought well maybe this is something that I could do um, yeah just a little bit more intentionally because I, there's obviously a need for it a few of the right. videos really caught fire and people were really interested in the topics and the things that I was talking about and it's so funny because um, I remember when I was younger I wanted to become a teacher but then as I kind of got older I realized <laughs> That teachers work really hard Mm -hmm. and they don't get appreciated or compensated for how much they do. So I'm like, no, I don't want that. (laughs) I don't want to be overworked and underappreciated, which, you know, obviously needs to change in our society. Um, But, and I just thought, you know what? No, I don't think I'm a teacher. I think I do want to do more kind of the deep work with people. I want to work one on one with people. I want to do more of the therapy stuff. Um, But now we've come full circle, and a huge part of my business now is is teaching. I teach courses, I lead workshops, I do coaching groups. And um, yeah, so as much as I tried to escape that original kind of draw to be a teacher, it's come right back into my life, which I'm actually really grateful for. And I come by it, honestly, my mom's a teacher as well. so
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. It's it's funny how life works that way. You end up just circling back around. I can testify to that for sure too. Uh, So what I really am excited about this talk is, I feel like you understand both pieces to it. You understand, you know, the the clinical side, the academic side, the educational piece of stress and anxiety and some internal issues that we all face, everybody faces. But also two, you are entrepreneurial and you have your own businesses and stuff that you're building and you're building tribes online and you're using your voice. And that's really what our audience does is they're they're leaders out there creating things in just different industries. And so you understand both sides of it. You understand personally because you're building something. And then 2 you're a therapist. So you understand just the emotional stuff that's attached to all of that and so I don't even know where to begin with this because we could probably sit here for three hours and talk all about it but uh, one of the things that you kind of like a tagline that you have is that you uh, help people overcome the crap that holds them back and my question my first question to you is what do you think is the crap that holds us back (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's a whole, you know, a whole day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's in and of itself. But it's this, it's, it's, it's our, it's our minds. It's our thoughts. It's us. The crap that holds our back us back is the beliefs that we, you know, the misbeliefs or the mistaken beliefs or the destructive beliefs or the defeating beliefs or however you want to coin it. But it's those beliefs. It's our head. It's us. That holds us back and we can you know go into some psychobabble and talk about you know where these things mm. came from and a lot of it does come from our childhood in our formative years that's why it's called our formative years because it's yeah. our perspectives and our beliefs and um who we think we are and how we think we are in a lot of ways And the truth is a lot of it's not our own beliefs, but it's other people's beliefs and ideas about us Mm. that we've absorbed, that we've taken on. And many of us have not ever sat down with ourselves and said, who am I and how am I and what am I and why am I? We 've just sort of blindly or subconsciously absorbed the the ideas of all those things and the interpretations of all those things from the people around us. typically our parents you know i 'm not going to get all Freudian on you here sure but, I mean it's real though yeah right? but it's but it's our parents and oftentimes that we can go really deep with this, just dive right in is we this is this is interesting we take on the beliefs that our parents have about themselves that are projected on to us. Come on. The needs or the beliefs or the ideas about who our parents are. Mm -hmm. So their own stuff that they're dealing with, that they are projecting onto us, that then we subconsciously or unknowingly and just sort of naturally absorb as our own. Yeah. Does that make sense? No,
1: it does. I actually heard, this totally paraphrased, but somebody, I think Oprah interviewed them, and they were talking about the way, the way we respond to our children is a reflection of something that's going on inside of us. And I was, it, whoa, I never thought about that. And they were saying, we need to ask ourselves, what is our, what are our children teaching us through the way we're responding? Right. About ourselves.
0: It comes like it's crazy. It came like smacked me right in the face Mm -hmm. a little while ago. My daughter is five. And she let me dress her up until she was about three, three, three and a half years old. And then she started to decide that she wanted to dress herself. Oh, yeah. And the outfits, you know, because I'm a therapist, so I'm, maybe I'm a little bit too self-aware. And I'm always curious when things are getting triggered and emotions are coming up to like be like, okay, what's going on here? What's getting ruffled? What's getting kind of pushed up against? And I remember, you know, her her dressing herself, insisting that she wanted mm-hmm. to dress herself and coming up with these really just sort of mismatched kind of ragamuffin, crazy outfits. And then me being like anxious about her leaving the house like that. Mm -hmm. And then me really having to get into my own stuff and look at myself and be like, why is it bothering me that my daughter is going to go out looking like kind of a mismatched um, you know, fairy that threw up or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> or that like a yeah. fairy threw up on her or something like this. Like all the colors and all the sprinkles or sparkles and sparkles. And I had to really ask myself, it matters to me. Yeah. Does that mean I need to make it matter to her? Come on. My own insecurities about me wanting my children to look a certain way as a reflection of me to make it, maybe make people think certain things about yep. me or not think certain things about me. This is not about her. She could care less. She is perfectly happy and comfortable and confident. And I'm putting my own insecurity yeah. of physical appearance and what people think on her. I'm teaching her to be self-conscious. Yeah. And that's my stuff. That's real. That's real. That's real. Right. And so just like, that's it. The moon, As much as we say like, I'm going to raise healthy, happy, confident, you know, secure, kind, compassionate, contributing members of society. Mm-hmm. If we're not looking at our own issues that are coming up around that stuff, and our own sort of hesitations, or our own fears, or our own insecurities, yeah. or our own anxieties, we can talk a blue streak about what and how we want our kids to be. But if we're not actively working that stuff out yeah. within ourselves, yeah, it's not going to happen. That's real.
1: Okay, so with that in mind, with, you know, you, you're dealing with all this trying to unlearn this conditioning of just everything that was put on you as a kid, not blaming your parents or anything like that is just what happens in life. And then you as an adult say, hey, I want to start this or I want to build this or I want to, you know, push the boundaries and do something a little unconventional. <laughs> you have to overcome your own crap just to survive in life. How do you overcome crap and even challenge yourself and push boundaries and do things that are super scary and outside the box? How, how, does, how do we do this in a healthy way? Yeah. Get aware. Okay.
0: Get aware of the, the, the resistance because we're going to resist ourselves. So how does resistance show up? Um, procrastination. Mm-hmm. Um, excuses, um, avoidance, um, how else houses, resistance, show up stories that we tell ourselves like, you know, self-defeating beliefs. I can't do this. Yeah. I'm not good enough for this. I don't have what it takes, which is my grem- gremlin. That gremlin comes up for me often. The, you know, I just, maybe I'm just not one of those people that just actually really has what it takes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's people that have what it takes and I don't know if I, I may, I just don't know. I, you know, I'm probably not one of those. And you know, so these these beliefs that they're almost like letting we want something and it's important to us. We're passionate about it, but then you know, we almost like there's that fear mm-hmm. that we almost kind of tell ourselves things and make up stories and lies to almost let ourselves off the hook. Yeah. so really looking at the stories that we have, it's only those kind of people that are successful or you know, like I'm gonna have to work my butt off for the next years and give everything else up. And that's going to be the only way to success. And I just don't know if I'm willing to do that. And maybe it's just not going to be worth it. Or, you know, it's just, it's going to be too hard. It's going to take too long. And we have all these ideas and we have all these stories, but that's just fear. That's just resistance. That's just our own psyche trying to protect ourselves from discomfort, which is a good thing. You know, like it's not good to be uncomfortable, but it's actually not bad to be uncomfortable. But if we look at it, you know, our psyche is trying to protect us. So we can say, you know, thank you, psyche. Thank you for trying to protect me. Thank you for trying to, you know, help me avoid any kind of pain or discomfort or discouragement or disappointment or struggle. And I appreciate you, but I'm actually willing to do this. I'm actually okay to do this. I actually am. It's actually worth it to go through some of the struggle to deal with to deal with some of the pain and the discomfort because that's how I know that I'm stretching that's how I know that I'm growing that's necessary in order to stretch and grow and and learn yeah in some of that discomfort and so really just just i mean i guess the to make a long answer even longer <laughs> yeah when we are coming up with stories to pay attention to those stories those excuses those reasons why we can't why it's too scary why we're not cut out for it why we're not good enough why you know it's too it's too much why we can't handle it and so just really getting curious that's my favorite favorite word when it comes to our own personal growth and professional growth and and just yeah human growth is curiosity like when stuff is coming up? When I feel when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling scared, when I'm feeling self-doubting, when I'm feeling you know overwhelmed, getting curious. What's this about? What's really going on here?
1: Yeah. So one thing that comes up for me a lot, and I'm just going to be super transparent. is... Uh, it. Is I deal with so much self-doubt and I I, I have like such good days and I have crazy bad days where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? And like, am I crazy? And should I be doing this? And just a lot of, you know, just wrestling with just your own stuff. Yes. And then when you Deliver your content. You put yourself out there. Not not all, and by any means, I think there's a lot more positive than negative. But you know, the negative always sticks out. <laughs> you have people who say to you, you know, like, oh, you act like you have it all together, and you're, you know, you don't seem like you're ever stressed, or you're this, you're that. And for me, it's always like you have no idea how much I struggle with that, but I have to kind of psych myself up and push past it because I know if I stop there, I'll never do anything. I'll never follow through with what I really want to do. And I've heard that from a lot of people that they just kind of, especially the people really close to them, they get a lot of resistance and kind of negativity, not like mean, but just kind of like a sly, like, what are you doing? And what are you trying to portray here and stuff? So how do we remain super authentic, present ourselves as human beings with flaws and insecurities, but also stay strong enough mentally and internally where we can kind of push past what people are saying, push past what we're saying to ourselves and still do what we feel called to do?
0: You know what, Heather, for for me, the the most simple answer, whenever I feel discouraged, whenever I feel depleted, whenever I feel criticized, whenever I feel knocked down, whenever I feel like people are, you know, not supportive and they don't get it and it's just Mm -hmm. too hard and I just don't know if I can do it. You know what the number one question is that I ask myself? What's the alternative? Yeah. For me, there's no alternative. There's nothing that fills my soul and makes my heart sing and makes me feel more alive than doing this work. So it's like, okay, I can have the bad days. I can have the struggle. I can get knocked down. I can eat some dirt. I can eat some crap. But it's like the option of staying down is not. There, yeah. Because there's no alternative. There's no alternative than doing this work. This ain't like you. This is an extension of who we are. Yeah. So it's like okay, bad days. We're gonna have them. Part of it. But there's no. There's, like giving up is not. It's not an option. And one of my favorite quotes. I just put this on Instagram. Um, a client and I were talking about this. That you haven't come this far to quit after coming this far that's good. Like looking how far we've come and yeah, it gets hard. Yeah. It gets stressful. Yeah. It gets overwhelming. Yeah. You know, there's days where it's like, is it even worth it? You know, is this, am I ever going to get it to the level that I want it to? Is it ever going to have the success that I, that I'd like it to have or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if we're honest, we all have those days. and And if you don't, then <laughs> tell me your secret. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: How do you personally, I mean, have you dealt with that yourself when you kind of came out and were like, hey, I want to build like a presence and authority online around, um, you know, mental health and all of that? Did you face any kind of resistance from other people or was it just all internal? Do you mind sharing a little bit about your personal experience?
0: Yeah, I mean... In all honesty, and I don't want to throw them under the bus because, like, bless their hearts, they're really good people. But my parents never got it, and you know they're very conventional. My dad's an engineer, my mom's a teacher. I'm actually really close with my parents, but they they it took me a long time. Like, I've been doing this. I've been doing my own business for like six years, and it's still sometimes hard to have them realize that it's a real job. Yeah. <laughs> you know that it's not just because I own my own business that I can just drop everything at a moment's notice and just, you know, do what they think I should do or take the day off or, you know, whatever whatever that is. Um, you yeah. know, I'm not trying to to badmouth them in any way because they're amazing people but they just a lot, and, and probably people who are who are listening to this, who are entrepreneurs, who are doing their own thing and doing their own—if it's a side hustle, if it's you know you just quit your job and you're turning your side hustle into a full hustle, or whatever it is—that um, you probably had that. You know, if you're doing your own thing in your own time, that people don't kind of get it, and they're like you know, what are you doing? And why do you have to do this? And can't you do this? And like, why don't you get a real job? And, mm-hmm. you know, like we get these comments and we get these things. And that can really, it can really butt up against our stuff. And we can start to question and doubt ourselves. And we can start to wonder, like, you know, after enough of hearing that, start to really be like, well, maybe they're right. Yeah. But again, then for me, it always comes down to, to that question. What's the alternative? whatever anyone says, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe, (laughs) you know, maybe you're right. And maybe this is all for nothing, but right now there's no alternative for me. So I guess we're just going to keep doing this. We're just going to keep, we're just going to keep showing up.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Um, we're gonna wrap up just a second, but I know one of the things that you, and I encourage everybody to check out her YouTube channel. You have some great content on there. I was binging some of it before our interview. It's really good. I love it. I love it. Um, but one of the things you talk about is just healthy boundaries and establishing that and how that's tied into stress and overwhelm and all of that. Can you share just briefly with us a little bit
0: about that? Well, I mean, and Heather, exactly even what we're talking about right now, like healthy boundaries are often too, I mean, come up around not being interested or willing or available for conversations that we don't want to have patients yeah. that are not supportive, that are not nurturing, that are not encouraging, that are not lifting us up. And we're allowed to have those boundaries. And if someone is you know, questioning us or if they are kind of making those little underhanded remarks or just sort of ma- giving us that, like, you know, when you know the difference between someone that's genuinely curious in what you're doing. Oh, yes. And has like genuine concern versus somebody who's being kind of critical and judgmental and kind of pushing their own, their own insecurities and their own fears. And that's a lot of what it is. When people like question what we're doing, it's because it's butting up against their own stuff Mm. Their own ideas of what a real job is, or what people need to do in order to be successful, and so if they see us kind of doing our own thing, it's like, <laughs> no, that's not going to work, or <laughs> that's not going to, you know, if we are successful, <laughs> that's not going to last. We just got lucky, or that's just, you know, whatever that is, because that's their own stuff, and that's what we have to realize is that that's butting up against their own conventional and prescribed and learned and ideas. And so that's why they're having those judgments. So learning even to have boundaries with people like that. And sometimes it's as overt and assertive as saying, you know what? I'm just not interested in having this conversation, but I'm happy to talk about something else. Or, you know what? I'm finding what you're saying kind of critical. And what I need right now is support and encouragement because, you know, what I'm doing, it's hard stuff. And I doubt myself enough. I and I'm work I've been working really hard mm. to believe in myself and to trust myself and to feel comfortable and confident in myself. So when you say, say stuff like that, that really makes my journey of 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 self-acceptance and and confidence in my choices, that makes it really hard for me. Yeah. So being able to be honest, that's a boundary. That's saying what you're doing is not okay with me, and I'm asking you to stop. That's- so that's a very like in your face. You know, it's a very clear boundary. This is what you're doing. Please don't. And if you continue to, that's your choice. But my choice is to remove myself from the situation. So your choice, my choice, not a threat, not, a, not an ultimatum. You're absolutely allowed to do that. And I'm absolutely allowed to not stick around for it. 100%. And so a little bit more of a gentler boundary with that. If you are having conversations, if you don't feel comfortable overtly saying, please don't bring this stuff up or I'm not comfortable right now, you can just gently. Change the subject. Mm-hmm. You can just politely excuse yourself from the conversation. That's a boundary with yourself that's saying, I'm not interested in sticking around for things that are not healthy, serving, and productive. me and i don't have to i don't have to be involved in every any conversation i don't want to be involved in i don't have to listen to anything that is you know critical or unkind or uncaring i don't have to i don't i don't have to participate and so that's an that's a boundary so sometimes we think of boundaries as like just saying no when someone asks us to do something but there are there are things pushing up against our boundaries all the time every day and there's also boundaries that we need to have with ourselves you know boundaries as a business owner as an entrepreneur how how, you know How much time of my day am I going to spend working, have my devices on, you know, be in front of the computer? When am I going to shut things off? And all of that stuff, like, and we can say, like, oh, just shut off your computer at 7 o'clock. But if I'm feeling pulled and compelled and, like, anxious and stressed about making sure I don't miss anything, well, that's kind of a deeper issue that needs to be looked at because that's not just about being on a device. That could be some self-doubt, that could be mm-hmm. some fear, that could be, you know, and I say self-doubt, f- thinking, you know, what if I miss something and then that's my one chance and then I've just, you know, blown my, my one chance at, at making it or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or thinking that I need to be available to people, to my clients or to my customers or my students 24-7, or they're just, they're going to leave, they're going to walk away, they're going to find someone else. Yeah. And that's all, that's all rooted in self-doubt and the stories yeah. of our value. That's so, so good. That's, Boundaries.
1: Yeah, girl. Man we, could, <laughs> we could, man, we could have a whole episode just on that right there. Right? I think yeah. we might need to. All right. For our very last question, where can people connect with you online? And you also have a free resource around the topic of boundaries. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So I have a download. It's called 25 Ways to Say No. And, you know, because I think for a lot of us, we think of boundaries as just coming blurting out, like, no, I don't want to do that. I can't do that, you know, and being really harsh. And for, you know, you said at the beginning that the people that I work with are heart-centered go-getters, and that's absolutely Mm -hmm. it. So I don't attract, and I'm not, I don't work best with the ball busters, the, like, hard and fast, like, we're going to make it happen, like, you know, just like bulldozing the way through. I work with heart-centered go-getters. So people who lead from the heart, people who are, you know, um, who are genuinely caring and loving and giving and, um, you know, um, yeah, they lead with their heart. And so that's a really beautiful thing. But oftentimes, you know, our biggest strength can also on the flip side become some of our biggest struggles and flip side as well. Some of our biggest struggles on the flip side can become some of our biggest are some of our biggest strengths when they show up in different situations. And so, yeah, there's issues that come up with leading from the heart. Things like boundaries can really come up. Things like being more sensitive to criticism and self-doubt and fear and all that stuff. There's just, when we leave from the heart, there's, there's, there's more of a sensitivity there. So we're going to be more sensitive to, to everything, yeah. um, everything that comes our way. And so with, I mean, that's why boundaries are so important because heart-centered go-getters oftentimes mm-hmm. tend to, all into some people pleasing kind of get trapped in people pleasing and conflict avoiding and end up in situations and doing things that they really don't want to be doing yeah' They're really not serving for them but they don't want to upset anyone don't want to say no, don't want to ruffle any feathers don't want to create any conflict mm-hmm. learning some some different ways to say no without just being kind of like this this person that's like no yeah. <laughs> And so that's why I made that download 25 different ways. Um, and they work in professional interactions in personal interactions. Um, and yeah, just some different ways to phrase things that feel more comfortable, but also clearly stating that boundary. I love that. Ways to say no. And, um, yeah, so you can make sure that you grab that.
1: Definitely. It'll be linked in the show notes. So everybody be sure to download that. Um, Wow, that's needed. <laughs>
0: all of us, all of us. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of them are, because, yeah, I didn't, you know, boundaries have definitely been something that I have been working on because yeah. I didn't even realize um, yeah. how, you know, if you're someone that struggles with overwhelm, with stress, with anger, with resentment, mm-hmm. frustration, mm-hmm. oftentimes even with anxiety, like yeah. a lot of that is tied into boundaries and a yeah. lack of healthy boundaries and a lack of believing that we deserve to have healthy boundaries. So there's a whole mindset piece around that as well.
1: That's so good. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last question, a big, a big goal to to this interview is I just really wanted to normalize uh, the pressure and the anxiety and the stress that um, entrepreneurs, leaders, self-starters have, I think yeah there is another level to it where we all experience it and it's really hard. And there's almost a shame wrapped around it because, you know, it's kind of popular to kind of have like this, I'm so tough, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm just hustled through and everything where really the work of it is a lot of self-doubting and fear and anxiety and panic and all this stuff. And I know, um, I've always been a very, I feel like kind of level-headed calm person but this past year when I've really stepped out and started doing bigger things I'm talking like stress and anxiety and like Mm -hmm. sleeping at night like waking up middle of the night and heart pounding and worry and all this stuff and I try to be very open about that with people because it's the real stuff Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of us face it um but too there's an element where you still need to show up anyway and still push through some of that so I know one of our um on our private Facebook group, I mentioned I was interviewing you and somebody said, will you ask her about just how to handle the stress? And I'm like, girl, I will, because that's, (laughs) I deal with that too. Do you have any tips for leaders specifically, people who are in the, you know, public eye, who people are looking up to and they're leading things? How can we handle stress and anxiety
0: the best that we can? Yeah. Don't try and have it all together. Yeah, (laughs) that's where the stress comes from. Oftentimes it's perfectionism. Yeah. Believing that I need to be this shiny, sparkly, have it all together version of myself in order for people to want to be attached to me. Mm -hmm. But that's a lot of pressure. And I remember (laughs) I still sticks with me. One of my uh, therapists, um, because I believe everyone needs a therapist because we all have stuff <laughs> or at least a really good you know, coach um, or coaching group or whatever. Um, but I remember my uh, therapist said to me a few years ago when I was talking about stuff and everything that I was stressed about and feeling overwhelmed with, and he just looked me square in the eyes and he said, Julia, that's a lot of pressure, that's a lot of expectations. What would happen if you just chucked those, just put them aside? And it doesn't mean having no expectations, But it's about just letting ourselves be human and acknowledging that we're not going to be perfect. Acknowledging that we're going to miss things sometimes. Acknowledging that we're not going to be able to keep all the balls in the air. And, you know, sometimes letting those balls drop or better yet, not picking up so many darn balls. Oh, that's a good one. That's a tough one that is a tough one but it's also trusting because a lot of that comes from self-doubt if i don't do it all if i don't say yes to everything if i don't keep on top of it all well then people will just walk you know people will just not think that you know they're like well you know heather you know she can't she she can't do it all she can't be it all and she's not there for me 24 seven and she's not doing it all perfectly. So I guess I'm just going to find someone else. Like it, it comes from our own like doubt mm. and beliefs about ourselves and our value to think we are that disposable. Mm. And the flip side of it too, is that yes, in being an online entrepreneur, people are fickle and people do kind of flitter and flutter around and people do unsubscribe and people do unfollow and people do. Kind of travel around, but you know, as soon as we start to take that personally and start to think it's because I'm not doing everything perfect or I'm not good enough, well, we're just we're gonna not sleep at night. We're gonna be laying awake, fretting and worrying and 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 wondering and stressing instead of just. So I'm gonna lead into this a little bit better. But do you know what the antidote to fear and anxiety is? I don't know if we've talked about this before, but a lot of people think that the antidote or the opposite is, is calm. It's control. It's Mm. certainty. But, you know, we could talk about why control and certainty are just made up things in and of themselves. That's another talk for another day. But the actual antidote to anxiety and fear is trust. And it's trusting that I'm going to be okay. Mm that things are going to work out, maybe not exactly the way that I think that they should and the time that they should and the way that they should, but trusting that who I am and what I'm bringing and, and how I'm showing up is, is enough. It's going to connect with people. It's going to make an impact. It's going to make a difference. It's not all about me. And, and, and that's enough. And trusting that, trusting that if I don't say yes to everything right now, if I don't get it perfectly all right now, I'm allowed to learn, I'm allowed to grow, I'm allowed to be selective, I'm allowed to not do all the things all the time and still Mm. be worthy of success and trusting in who I am and what I bring and that that is connecting with the people that I want to connect with. Because if I want to be doing all the hustling and all the pushing and all the striving and all of, you know, all the, all the, all the stress and all the pressure, then that's going to be the kind of people that I'm attracting into my fold. But yeah. is are those the kind of people I want to be attracting or do I want to be attracting the kind of people that allow themselves to be imperfect, that have that self-compassion, that have space for being human, that, you know, don't write you off after one little misstep or one little mistake. Yeah. So, just kind of really getting curious about that. What's this about? If I'm laying awake at night, stressing and fearing and worrying, what's this really about? What's the root of that? What am I not trusting?
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.